Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Okay. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I have the honor and just the immense pleasure of welcoming my dear friend, Pooja Chillicurry, back on the show. Guys, this is Pooja. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Yeah. So, Pooja is my author friend. I can call you a friend now. And our story, I think, is just one that is a testament of connecting with people and just allowing the Holy Spirit to bring author friends to support each other and encourage each other. And we met in an online Facebook group. Yep. Yes. And, it's, and when I was invited to be a part of that group, I would have never known there was a, a puja there. And I'm just so glad. <laughs> never found you Jen so never yeah yeah like we say we and, and we are even living in close proximity to one another <laughs> but we would have never found each other mm -hmm. I truly believe that that Facebook group was instrumental in that experience yes and Diane and Nita you know I, I am so grateful to her that she thought about connecting the two of us yes I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So now Pooja has written, look guys, unveiling Jesus. You guys know. So I will tell you, it's hard for me not to keep reading because I just, but I'm really trying to discipline myself. Stay with the day, stay reflective in what you have and go back over some of the points that you bring out in each day. Because I'm the type of person that wants to just keep going and going and going and going. <laughs> get, to the, yeah, get to the finish. But you're allowing me to slow down. Oh, yes. That was definitely my intent, Jen. You know, I, um, you know it says taste and, taste and see that Jesus is good. So tasting takes time. You got to really roll it around in your mouth, your tongue. Taste every bit of it, right? <laughs> right. So tell me, okay, so you have two other books. How long did you know you were going to do Unveiling Jesus? Was that in a plan? Were you like, I'm going to put roll out three, this is my, or did it just inspiration hit you about Unveiling Jesus? Uh, no, it just, it's been kind of like both. Like these things have been sitting in me, like, you know how, I know you know this because you write, you know, sometimes you can see pictures in your mind and you know, you just have to, you know, bring it out on paper mm -hmm. and the images and, you know, just the different scenes. Uh, sometimes Jen, I feel like I'm right there that I can see him on the shores of Galilee's Lake or cooking breakfast with his disciples and stuff like that. And sometimes those scenes come to me. And then I feel like I have to capture that. And it's like taking a picture. You don't have a camera. You, you don't see him for real. But, you know, so I do that. And then um, one day I was just sitting with all those images. And then it just hit me that I couldn't just keep it to myself, that I had to start rolling them out. But these have been coming for two or three years, like different, differently. But the inspiration to actually put it in a book and do a series, that just happened this year. But you write such with such power and authority, authority in the word with the historical context, but you do it in a way that anyone could pick up your book. Anyone with any background without having a religious background. And they're like, so what does that mean? I hear people talking about Yep. this or that you describe it in a way that's touching and beautiful Thank you. and the person can leave today actually understanding what Jesus meant about I am the bread 
Well, thank you. Do you understand? Do you see what I mean by just the simplistic beauty of what you do, though? You know, that's one of the things I love about you, Jen. You get you get me. You know, you get what I'm writing. It's there. I can't help. My Holy Spirit gives me the goosebumps. Like, <laughs> like it's like it's there. Yeah, I, I, the way you describe it. Okay, I, I'm not going to spoil it. You guys have got to go get this book. But when you said God shaped vacuum today, yeah, and that we have that, and that you know we can all feel it with all of these different things. Yeah, come up empty-handed. Yeah, you know, that was a quote. I think that was a quote from Pascal. Yeah, I read a long time ago, and it stayed with me because for my life that vacuum was so long. And it was long, even when I was in church, you know, like I still had something missing so deep. So being able to see Jesus is the, the thing that was so satisfying to my inner being, you know. So I just, I guess I just fell in love with him at some point. Yes. So, we have the rest of our lives yeah. with Jesus and then eternity with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, first the book not only are your words just masterful in the way that you describe the passover this passion week but your book i love the cover oh the cover has this little story jen <laughs> so um first I, sh I showed your cover to eli and i'm like eli look at the glossy look how beautiful look at the pic so you got to tell me like what was your process behind choosing the cover because today we talked about we were going to go behind the scenes of the book sell yep. the world for everybody's out there going how are they doing this yep but Pooja, you're that to me i look to you and i look to the quality of your work and i go Pooja's the expert so now we're hearing from an expert on this because i'm holding one in my hands no, the formatting is gorgeous. Like, oh, formatting. So yeah. you, talk, let's start with the book cover. So talk to me through this process and let all the listeners know kind of like how that worked for you. Yes, absolutely, Jen. I, um, you know, one of the things is that I am on a bootstrap budget because the, the books keep coming. So, you know, if I'm going to write 10, 15, 20, I don't know how many, I cannot afford to be spending like thousands of dollars on each book. I would be bankrupt. Right. right. We know what teachers make, right? Yeah. <laughs> we do. So <clears throat> I needed something where I could bootstrap the whole thing on like a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. When I first started my publishing journey, all the quotes that I was getting from people that were willing to help me put a book together was in the order of like thousands of dollars. And that was just not possible, you know? Right. No. I don't know. I, I think I really want to give a big shout out to Marilyn Shannon and Diana Needham who are running the self-published group on Facebook and they have taught me such valuable things. You know, the whole of last year I spent learning, learning, learning. I felt like I was in a school. We had these workshops and so I'm doing the one book with Diana taught me a lot. So once I learned, now I wanted to practice on my own and try to do this book on my own right mm -hmm. so i found someone on fiverr that is very reliable and does a really great job with the cover so if you have author friends that are looking to get a cover for like 25 dollars, you have to tr trust me like cover can be like 800 500 thousand 2000 so 25 is it's nothing right right and i found a good person to do it a very reliable person so he's my cover guy now He's going to be doing all my covers in the future. And I go to Pixabay because somehow I find, like, you know, the pictures have to be, like, royalty-free and free to use and all that. So the pictures I usually find on Pixabay. And the story behind this particular picture is that, um, yes, because mm -hmm. my passion is to unveil Jesus without religion, if that makes sense. So I didn't want to use any symbols that were religious. But I wanted it to represent Jesus, you know, the Jesus that I have been experiencing and feeling and walking with for the last eight or 10 years. Uh, it's been so different from the Jesus that I knew in church. So I didn't know how to represent him. And when I saw this feather, it just like vibrated and resonated in my being because he, to me, 
has brought that light-heartedness in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. My burdens are gone, and I feel light in his presence. So that represents that. Oh, I, yeah. love, I love it. I lo- and so now that I know the story behind the feather, I love the cover even more. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's my heart in that feather, you know. That's how I feel so light in his presence. And so as soon as you saw it, you're like, click, this is the one. This is it. Like, it was love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. How long did it take you to find it, though? Were you constantly looking? Were you... You have to get very creative with the keywords that you put in. There, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was striking out. I tried to do that one night, and I spent so many hours just looking up Scottish images. I was striking out. Yeah, creativity is key to him. I'm going to have to get back on there. Yeah, it's very key because what happened was um, I didn't want religious symbols. And if I typed in the word Jesus, they were just throwing the regular things at me, you know? Right. So then I thought, how could I be creative about that one? So I typed in the word spirit and wind. Okay. And you got the feather? I got a feather. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so... So then the words, the unveiling Jesus through his passion, all of this, that was your fiber connection. Yes. He helped build the beauty of that. And so you bought one of those wraps because it goes, you did the front and the back or did you just yes. do the front? No, he did both. And he did the Kindle cover too. So the $25 was for both. The Kindle cover, the book cover, the back cover. And you know what else I got, Jen? I got a barcode for free. You can go online and create a barcode and you can embed like you can put like your price of the book and stuff on there. So I generated a barcode for free. It was an online. Um, I found you can just type in Google, you know, free barcode generator for print books. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing these horror stories that you have to spend a crazy amount of money for ISBN numbers. ISBN numbers, yes, you know that, um, well, I did buy my own ISBN because oh, I Okay, so which one are you talking about then? If you flip the book like this, um, let's see if I can. Okay. You see this barcode? Right. Yeah, it has the ISBN, that's mine, but the barcode itself, Bowker will try to, Bowker is the ISBN agency that's going to try to sell you these barcodes, but you don't need to buy them. You can get them for free. Oh, so you have to have the ISBN number first. First. Then, okay, okay. I thought you were, okay, I'm back. Okay, my brain's back. <laughs> okay, so tell me about the ISBN journey piece because I've been a little, like, with Kindle, it'll generate me a free ISBN number, and so I don't have to go out and do that. So tell everybody what happens with going out and getting your own ISBN. Yes, I definitely, because I have, with my first book, I do not own my ISBN because I had outsourced that to somebody else. I do have the full copyright on that. You know, the ISBN is what makes you the publisher of your book, like you own the book. So even if you go with a different publisher and they have the ISBN and they give you the 100% copyright, you still have the copyright, means that you can print your book with whoever you still have the rights to your book the royalties are yours but the isbn defines who the publisher is right mm-hmm. so why is this important i think if you're really really bootstrapped and don't want to spend that money on the isbn it's okay i think to go with like amazon or, or draft a digital or somebody like that but what you lose in the process is the bookstores are going to look at them as the publisher Right. Sometimes bookstores don't like to have Amazon stuff that Amazon has published. And mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot because, you know, I'm trying to set up the book tours. And so when I'm looking at the submission guidelines or the author guidelines, it'll say, no, you have to go through Ingram Spark or you have to go through here. And they'll list with the ISBN because of that. Yep. Yeah. And so also, you know, if it's just one book, somebody's just doing it for the first time. You know, for me, what happened was I had so much download going on up here that I knew it was going to be more than one book. So I went ahead and purchased the 10, the package of 10, because I just knew that I, I was going to use it. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. So you have 10 ISBN numbers. 
it's, it's cheaper. cheaper. Them in bulk and it's cheaper. It's cheaper, yeah. It's cheaper. And if you know you're going to write more, it's worth it. But if, if you don't know, you're not sure, and you don't want to, you know, it's hard. Putting a book together, it, it's expensive. Right. So I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting somebody else's ISBN, but you have to understand how that limits your, you, you know. Right. So you need to weigh out the pros and the cons and, and what are you willing to do? Yes. So look, so did you have a particular place that you would recommend for people to look for ISBNs or just go out and do Google searches and compare? I just, I really know is Bowker, B-O-W-K-E-R. Okay. So I was directed there and that's where I went. But okay. they, they have so much stuff that, I'm being honest, if they try to sell you so much stuff, don't fall for it at all. Well, that happens with any of those sites, like any of the sites that I'm going on, you're always getting those emails for limited time only. You can get this for 50% off or this or that, and it's extra things. And I just, I keep going. I have to, like you say, when you've got the budget and you've got to figure out what can you spend, what do you need? That, so when you set for, forth with this book, did you say I have a particular budget or did you just let it be what it was and just go for it? Uh, no, no, Jen, I don't have a budget because I was so, um, you know, my first book, I was working, so I was, um, you know, happy to spend the money because I had a good paycheck back then. I was in five years or four years. So that one, it just, it crossed a couple of thousand and that horrified me because I knew that I couldn't keep doing that. So <clears throat> I wanted to do it like it's a tiny book. So I didn't want to spend too much. I wanted to keep it under 150. Mm -hmm. And I, I was able to meet it. Well, it's a small book, but it has a lot of power. Thank you. I will say, and having this journal for seven days, it's like when you leave the lasting question, okay, I, I'm not supposed to do this. Eli tells me I spoil stuff, but let me find it. Okay, I'm going to go find it. And it says, will Jesus be seated at the head of the table? You remember that one? And then, yes. ask, and then I'm not going to keep reading it. So you guys got to get it. But then it was like, what do you think? Yeah, like you put that last little question there, like yep. that stays with you all day. When you do your devotional in the morning, thank you. you know, those thoughts they so so. Yes, it is a smaller book than you know your other book, but it has a lot of power and good teaching. Thank you, thank you Jen. In a relevant way. I use. Tell me about how the inside because I look at the inside I'm so impressed with it it is so professional Thank you. did you do the so we had even went back and forth I think we were talking about the Kindle Unlimited not like what is it called oh the um limited I know what you're saying it's you the word it's the um Kindle create yeah Kindle create yeah um, and so I played around with Kindle Create and I did that for my teacher challenge because I just wanted to go through the experience. And I will say that I felt better about the formatting after I used Kindle Create um, than just me doing it on my own. Yep. Tell me, because yours is pretty. So pretty. So, so tell me about the formatting piece because I think that that's one thing when people talk about self-published books. Yeah, you can pick up one. I like some of my devotionals. They look, yeah, they look like I typed them on Microsoft Word because I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're coming from my heart and they're there. But then you pick up your book and it is so professionally done. Thank you. You know, Jen, I, uh, I really struggled with whether I wanted to get it professionally done. I did get it professionally done. You can. It's good. And it was so reasonable, the price was. And you know, it's Diana Needham, she helped me. She helped me get, you know, get it done professionally. And she's she's really good, a good resource if you wanna, uh, you know, even if you go to the self-published group, I'm sure there's stuff there. But Diana, I reached out to her personally and directly. And so she helped me, uh, I think she has a team that does that for her. Let me tell you though what led to that. So because it was a small book and at first I thought I wasn't going to invest in the formatting for this one. I worked with her last year for my second book, but I thought, you know, this is just such a tiny little book. Let me do it myself. 
and that was a nightmare. Why did you think it was a nightmare? Just the fonts and trying to 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 set it and everything. It's also with my books. If you've noticed, I have a chapter, then I have a heading, then I have a subheading, mm -hmm. and then I have that clip art. Now, if I was writing a novel where it just have a chapter number and nothing else, right? Or if I was writing uh, with a chapter title and, and just the body, I think the things like that you can use, like the free stuff, like there's templates, you have book writing. I downloaded some free templates. They were in Microsoft Word, but they were formatted. They were pre-formatted already. Mm. So all you have to do is, I'll share them with you. I will send you an email. All you have to do is just write in it, right? When I started cutting and pasting my stuff into those things, I lost a lot of the uh, formatting because the way my book is, I have, like, like I said, I have too much information in the heading. <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. And so that's why it became a nightmare for me. I think if I had a very simple, a much simpler, just a and a number, it would have been fine. And then I realized I was going to make it a series. And you know, one of the things they say when you're going to brand yourself is that there needs to be some sort of a consistency, right? Yes. So then I realized very quickly that if I'm going to be writing these similar kinds of books, I wanted the audience to get a similar feeling. They know it's my work because it's not just the writing, it's the artwork also, right? Right. And so that's why I chose to get it done professionally. And I'm I told Diana already that the second and third book, I'm going to have to use her same thing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm telling you, hats off to the team that yeah. did that and for you, you know, connecting back with them because it does. It looks really good. Even yeah. down to like, okay, I love the font. So when you sent your draft to them, did, yep. they, did they edit or did they just typeset it and fix it and format? Or did you have a team to edit and go through? Or did you do all that yourself? All the editing was done already, right? But then what they needed from me, and this is what I love about them, because I get to express myself. I chose the font. I chose the clipper. I chose how everything should look. You know, and so that, I love being able to do that. Because that's a true expression of who I am. Right. And then let them take care of the technical part. And then you yes. get it back and say, exactly. That's what I want. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah, it looks really good. Tell me about the editing. Because then, you know, we hear about self-publishers. They'll say, well, they've spent all kinds of money on editors. Or should I get a team? Did you have somebody to edit? Or did you edit yourself? So... I have to confess on this one, I did a lot of the editing myself because that was the hardest thing for me because the money that you had to spend, it's like crazy. I was quoted stuff like five cents a word or, you know, it adds up when you have like 20,000 words, you know right. what I mean? It's right. not cheap. But I will tell you what I used and how I did it. So I, what I tell myself and I challenge myself, Jen, is that as an author, as a writer, I have to keep growing and learning. Yes. So even if I hired, for my first book, I had a professional editor because I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I didn't even know that I was going to be writing more. But the second book, I had um, a, a dinner with my English teacher and she helped me, you know, kind of coached me and helped me. So I took that learning and I applied it to my third book myself. Very proud. Yeah, and so I used Grammarly, of course, but you have to be careful with Grammarly because it proofreads, but it's not perfect at all. You have to, you have to be the boss of Grammarly, if that makes any sense. You well, know? Just, like with any, just like with any Word document checker or anything, I'm telling you, I, I could be the salesperson for Grammarly, because it has truly helped I, me. I, I love it. You have, to, you have to go through it and then you have to make your decision. Well, no, I might have used that word over here, but I still like this word here. It matches what I want. So, yeah, you're right. You still have to be, be the boss of Grammarly. Yeah, <laughs> keep, Grammarly. <laughs> and let me give you a little tip also, because I'm all about saving money, right? I use their free version. 
But what I do is I pay attention. So you know what they'll, they'll do, right? They'll send, they'll tell you, if you had the premium version, then this is what the premium version would flag. But they won't tell you the, uh, the correction unless you pay them, right? Right. But I take their flags. I take that feedback and then I Google each one of them. I'm like, what does it mean? Passive voice misused. Let me go find it. <laughs> and you're learning. And what I love about what you said is that you're constantly learning. learning. Last year, researching, connecting, just that's how, and then growing. And you yeah. see the stages that you've done. Yep. And there's got to be a sense of accomplishment with that, though, because you're taking this very seriously, the yeah. author world very seriously, and you want to pour your heart into it, but then what's your, your product, you, you want to be like proud of the product that you're having too out there in the world. And it that's shows. Oh, thank you. And I do have a secret. I have a beta reader that's awesome. Okay, so, well, going back to Grammarly, I'll tell you, that is one thing I pay for. So I do have the pay version of Grammarly, mm -hmm. and it helps me, you know, in my job, because I'm constantly sending emails and writing and this and that. So I did the paid version of Grammarly, and so that is one I had to just say, come on, you know. At some point, yeah. Yes. But go on and talk about your beta experience because now I have, okay, I have a dear writing friend and we had a beta reading experience discussion. How do you find betas? And so this is going to be excellent to talk to people that just really have no clue how to find a beta reader. Talk them through that. In my case, Jen, I feel like I, I got really blessed with a, a dear friend who's very honest. You know, so she she is a very um, she if it doesn't resonate with her, if it doesn't make her cry, she's not gonna pass it. You know, it's like she pushes me to write better. So that's um, and then with beta reading, I think you need a few different ones from different like someone that thinks like you, someone that doesn't think like you. You know, just um, having a variety helps, right? So. Um, you know, of course, if it's in your genre, it's always a little bit easier or better. Yeah, but I think even so. if it's not, sometimes it's okay to see what to test the waters that way too. So um, tell me, did you send chapters or did you wait? Like, did you send day by day and day have them day. go through it since that's the way it is supposed to be lived? Like, it's a lived daily experience. Is that what it is? Yeah, day by day day by day. And we had some discussions about what I was thinking. My, the thing that I look for the most in my beta reader is, are they getting what I'm saying? And if not, then why not? What am I not doing right? You know, it's all about communication, right? Right. Were they doing any kind of digital communication with you with the beta? Like when you set it up, was it on Google Docs or did you send them like a word or a PDF? A word. You said a word. Were they typing on that with you to make notes or did they wait until later and just share it with you? They would just share it with me. Mm -hmm. they would just, I've had uh, another friend that did a beta reading for my second book. Also, it was a different friend. And um, so she had written stuff. Though, but, but this one friend that I rely on quite a bit, <laughs> so she just shares with me. And so when you would get that feedback, would you immediately go back to the computer and start revising? Or did you take notes of the feedback? Like, what was your process? How did you take in all of that information? If y'all were just talking on the phone, like, I'd be scared I'd miss something. I'd be wanting to record what the beta reader was saying. What yes, was I, I write furiously. Like, I was writing down every word they say. Yeah. 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 And so how long, like, did it take you to go back in and revise? Did you have a lot of parts that you needed to clean up or was it pretty much there? Uh, no, you know, the thing is with this particular person, she holds me accountable to myself. So when she sees that I'm deviating from who I really am, she will point that out. So that goes, sends me into a soul searching loop. So sometimes the feedback sends me back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. And for a couple of these chapters, that's what it was. I had to write them from scratch. Uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a part of the process though, right? Yep. That's a part of that. 
So what advice would you give to people that are just trying to, okay, I've got my rough draft. What would you give them as, how do you even go out to approach a beta? Because did you just call them on the phone? Did you send them an email? Did you? Um, I think the best way is, you know, Jen, my, and this is very personally, just the way I am. I, uh, I always do it through networking and getting to know people personally because I just don't know how else to do it because the person has to resonate with me also as much as I have to resonate with them. And sometimes that's not possible unless I meet them or talk to them or get a feel for who they are. So -hmm. that's just my way, but I think you could definitely draft a letter. And if you're part of any group, like, um, you know, like that Facebook group that we were talking about or um, Goodreads, you know, Goodreads has, a, they have communities there, right? So I would definitely, if somebody's looking for a beta reader, and um, I would definitely go into like these Facebook writing groups or um, Goodreads or somewhere where they can start getting a feel for and building a relation, a network, you know, like a relationship. And then you can put it out there. A lot of writers will do it for each other. Right, right. And so it's, so I think that's a great way to do it too. So what do you think has been like your biggest challenge so far with unveiling Jesus? Has it been the before or is it like right now, now that you know that it's out there and how to promote and do that? Like what has been like the biggest challenge for you? So I think while writing, the biggest challenge for me was to, um, you know, Jesus is not, I mean, that's a pretty heavy personality we're talking about. So, so the question was, who am I to unveil Jesus? You know, like I didn't feel um, like, you know, I'm not an expert of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it's so to, to, to battle that within myself, but, but, you know, and the challenge to present him as very personal and very accessible. Yes. Right. And also I was a little nervous that I didn't want to step on like um, anybody's stories in terms of, if somebody has a religious mind, I did, you know, because I am saying later, if you read the book, Jesus as your brother, Jesus mm-hmm. as your lawyer, you know, he's just bringing them into real life as all these people. Right. Kind of takes away maybe from the, um, I don't know, the way, maybe it's not reverential for, for some people. So I was very nervous about that. But then I just had to be true to what I was feeling. And I said, no, I'm just going to, he was very approachable when he walked on this planet. And I just, so I just went for it, you know. And now that it's active, promoting is always very hard for me because um, I don't know, Jen, it's just something I have to work on. So you just, said, so, so you said growing and learning, that's a goal that you have. So if you look at the promotion part, like what are specific areas that you just identify right away? You're like, I know I need to grow in this area. You say that, that's a very broad term though. Have you thought through those and maybe narrowed anything down? I have, and I definitely know what I'm gonna challenge myself with is just making these letters. Like I loved your podcast on the one that you did on the media kit. You know, and then uh, publicist, why you're your own publicist, right? Right. So you inspired me quite a bit, Jen. Like when I think of you, I think like iron sharpens iron. You know, and that pops in my head. And I'm just going, this girl, look at her. She has so much to do, but she just keeps going, you know? I can't stop. It's like I can't. It's like an addiction to the writing craft and the world because I know how this is my calling. And this is the way that I'm serving the Lord. And it's like, okay, I'm a missionary right here in Clayton at my workplace, in my life, on the podcast. And I'm like, I've got to keep helping. I got to keep going and learning so that I I can do it. So then I can tell other people about it. (laughs) I love your spirit and your energy. It's been so inspiring to be listening to your podcast. And I, I've challenged myself to go to my media kit and to write letters and to put myself out there and see if, you know, I can set myself up for more speaking engagements or interviews. Yeah. That's been my, where I have held back. 
but you shine. You shine. And I have proof that you do. Because Pooja did a talk for high school students. Oh, my goodness. Kept them engaged. They were so informed. The student that took the book that day, he actually did his report on the book. He just finished it last week. So I will let, I'll let you see what he did. I would love to see that, Jenna. Yeah. And so I just want to tell you, you are amazing up there. You look like you have been speaking in front of high school groups forever. No, that was actually my first time. And you said you weren't even nervous. No, I don't know why. I really had a good time that day. You did because you, you were there serving the Lord. Yeah. And just trying to help youth speaking health and nutrition to them and you were expert expert puja i said that's my friend i was was so proud you got that you've got to now take all of that energy that strength you had that day and now turn it to unveiling jesus and your story oh thank you Yes. Because you have it, Pooja. Oh, thanks, Jen. You Thank have you. So you the media kit, have you been emailing? Have you been sending out? I, you know, you challenged me in February, and I followed up. So I have uh, emailed one person. Okay, just one, but I did oh. it. Hey, there you go. They haven't said no, but I'm still waiting to get a, like, a firm response. I've sent them a link to this book also, so let's see. Okay, well, I'll be praying for you, Pooja. Thank you, Jen. Thank and so, talk about your Facebook Lives. Are you, are you planning on doing more of those? Because So, Jen, it wasn't live because I'm still so afraid to do a live. I recorded it and then posted it. <laughs> well, that's, well, guess what? You're doing a live right now. You realize <laughs> that's it. That's right. That's right. This is live. This is unscripted. This is unedited. Right? <laughs> This is this is so crazy. This and we weren't even supposed to do this, but then Anchor messed up. And I'm thinking, thank goodness, Ann and I practiced with this the other day. We actually did one was yesterday. That was the Lord setting me up for when we already had our scheduled interview for, what, weeks now? Yes. And I still don't know why Anchor would not let you accept anything. So we're going to have to play around with that and see. Maybe it's just meant for me to go Zoom all the way and then upload to Anchor and upload to YouTube. And then uh, you're going to be on something else today. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do like the hashtag. What did I call it? That was so catchy. Without makeup, right? Women without makeup? What did you say? Yes. Women without makeup podcasting interviews. We could come up with some kind of little hashtag. It's spring break. We're right, like, right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, yes, I am in my pajamas. And I have, on my, I have on my M&M pajama pants. <laughs> I'm in my pajamas, too. <laughs> no, oh pajama podcasting. I think that's, like, the best idea. My and bottoms are pajamas. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We can, we can have, like, pajama colors for all different kind of podcasts. Every book you have, let's have a pajama party. <laughs> right? Right? Can we do it? Can we do it for every book? And we're gonna oh, make so Pooja and Jen's pajama party for every book you write from here on forward. There you go. No makeup, no hair, nothing. <laughs> no, because I think I, I think I brush my hair like that. <laughs> I love it though, because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Yep. It's not about us. It's about us talking to people out there telling them about the process. You have such valuable tips for people. And so now I'm like, okay, I got to go check out this website. Now I want to go look this up. Now I need for my next book because I'm going to publish, I'm going to self-publish in December, an author challenge book. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a challenge devotional for all the authors out there who've been kind of following me. Things that I've learned and then I'm journaling that and I'm keeping that. But I'm definitely, I'm definitely so happy that I got the paperback version okay. of your book because you. then I'm like, wow, not only do I get to keep it and you get to sign it the next time oh, I see it. I'm go- yes, yes. 
but I also got to see such great quality. And so now I know who I can trust. And then we have the same contacts. So maybe yes, we do. Yeah. And I have one more tip I want to share with your audience. Uh, if they're self-publishing and, you know, you talked about quality. So one of, one of the things with that, that I decided to do for this book, and it's not really the best looking right now, but I don't know, do you see that logo? Yes, it says Christian Life Faith, yeah. And right above it, it says Healing River Press. Yes, tell us about that. So $26, okay. For $26, you can register yourself with the Wake County um, Register of Deeds as an alias. So that's just me. That's my alias. But it just gives that little bit of an extra, you know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, like a little <laughs> lipstick. I don't know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that we're not wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, and for $26, it's so worth it. And hey, that's $26. You can choose up to five aliases. So it's like $5 a piece, you know? What? Okay, so when I hear the word alias, okay, my author mind starts going, okay, undercover. <laughs> yeah, it what, is. What exactly. like, right. So with mine, when I went on Amazon and I put, it had to say, who are you publishing this under? I use my business platform, Monarch. Perfect. I use that because a part of Monarch is an educational service. It has author services and I'm doing the freelance work. And who knows, once I figure out all the ins and the outs, yes, then I can help other authors and help them publish and format and do all of that. I'm just not at that stage yet. You will be, Jen. But you will be. Yeah. Nothing stops a woman on a mission when she's one. I mean, really. <laughs> That's right. I mean, and so I'm just so proud of you all the way around. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to expect to see more videos from you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I don't. Okay. I, I think if I get past that media kit challenge, I'll take the video one next. So have you thought of doing like a Facebook launch party for the book? No. I yeah. just... I did that for the second book though. Last year I did. Mm -hmm. So I have practiced doing that once. And so here we go talk about the, the promotional piece. What do you think about doing all of the ads? Like paying for the ads? Like what's your thought about all of that? Because I have mixed thoughts about having a budget to pay for ads to get to get the word out there. It's it's really hard. To decide yes. to do Goodreads ads or, or Amazon ads or the Facebook. Uh -huh. What are you thinking about that? Like, is that in your future to kind of go that way? Or are you just going to completely just start building up your Twitter and start building up your social media? I'm a really rational kind of person, Jen. So I'm going to go to the very bottom and just build my community and my relationships. With Amazon ads, let me tell you something. I took a class, so it's not like I didn't try. I took this online class, it was free, but it was like six or seven modules. And they teach you, they teach you Amazon ads, you know? And one of the things I learned at the end of that was, oh my God, I'm not even gonna cry. Because of the sheer competition, that's a big ocean with a lot of sharks. Right. You know? And no matter how much money I pump into there, at the end of the day, I feel like it's gonna be my, my network my relationships and my community around me that is going to be the bottom line, you know? Yes. With Facebook ads, you may have a little bit more uh, possibility of getting some hits on your book, but I'll tell you my experience was horrible and it was my fault because I didn't narrow. I thought, oh, it's a book, so I don't need to narrow my, you know, the they have these parameters, right? When you right, for the geographical location. So you didn't do North Carolina, you did like... Yeah, I got so many spammers, oh my God. Yeah, they hit the hits and then it's gone, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, this is ridiculous, and I had to land up blocking people. Uh, it's not to say that I may not try it again, but um, I just, because I've really tried, I've explored a lot of different... Uh, but every time I go to do it, I just, something just stops me. And I feel like, why would anybody buy my book if they didn't know me, you know? But that's because I'm still not, you know, 
I just, yeah, very grassroots kind of person. <laughs> so talking about Twitter, now you're back on Twitter. Yes, I am. And so what gave you that push to get yourself back out there? Because I'm telling you, I love the writing community on Twitter. Yep. Um, if you do the hashtag writing community and you get yourself out there, I see so much that's going on in the writing world, what authors are talking about, what they're saying, just, just the, kind of like the trend of just the problems and things that they're finding solutions for. So I like Twitter. I'm finding more success on how to navigate that than Instagram. Like Twitter, I like just, you know, I'll, I'll go through that feed multiple times a day just to see what's going on. So maybe that's a distraction. No, well, I don't know, but I am learning a lot through Twitter, through the writing community. I went to the library and got a book, Twitter for Dummies. <laughs> I want to, because I feel like I'm that dummy, you know, just don't know anything about Now, is this a joke or are you serious right now? Because that's oh, I am serious. It's sitting upstairs in my bedroom. I <laughs> 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 will tell you. What a dumb thing to think sometimes, you know, like, or I just feel like I'm so behind, you know, in so many ways, but we'll catch up. That's what, that's what, that's what we'll do. Yeah. And, and I have no clue half the time what I'm doing. Yeah. I just get out there though. And the point is that I'm doing it. Yes. And then, and I'll make up these crazy hashtags. And so that was it was really I'm gonna say it was embarrassing and then it was hilarious at the same time because I always find myself in embarrassing moments more than you know so somebody at work said oh I saw that you were on Twitter and I'm like oh yeah and they're they're young they're really young they're like a second year teacher so you know they're all into the you know the social media and how to use it appropriately they're like you realize that when you're making some of those hashtags up that it does nothing right like you're just it they're not meant to be used like that and i'm like okay thanks for the heads up and so then i started trying to look online like what are the top hashtags that you can use that actually can connect you with people yeah like is that what you were seeing in the twitter for dummies because i probably needed that book last year <laughs> yeah and that's how i learned that i need to hashtag stuff that's already popular and that is relevant yes and relevant so yeah. I learned that piece, yes. And I'm, I'm experimenting with it right now. I'm not on there all the time, just little by little, you know, definitely. Well, I think like scheduling time, like not like you've got to get your calendar and say, this is my Twitter time. Like, no, we don't have to go that extreme. But just knowing that each day going on and, and communicating, that's how you'll build. Yep. And that's how people will get to know you too. And, and people might say, well, that's superficial. I don't, I don't care. I still enjoy the conversation because we can be so isolated as authors. Yes. If we don't get on these social media platforms, if we don't join the Facebook group or, you know, we, we don't have anybody really to talk to about this stuff. Like who do you know that is in your surroundings? That's an author. Yeah, you're right. And it's and writing is a, it can be a very isolating um, experience too because you have to get into a cave and do it. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know people around you, then there's just nobody to mentor or guide or you know help you. It's so much learning. Do you remember the day that after you had the talk and we just kept talking and talking and yes. it was like I'm serious. I, I think it was like what two hours of just straight author. It was like we did an author dump. Like we dumped everything that was in our head. It was coming all over the place. And I really think that that was probably the first time that I'd had an opportunity to stand like face to face. Yes. With somebody who, when I said something, you didn't yeah. look at me like I was crazy. That's right. Interested in what I was saying. You were like, oh, that happens to me too. <laughs> it's like it's really nice. It's, it's very precious to have that. Um, yeah. Very, yeah. 
So all the people out there that are watching the podcast and listening to the podcast, don't discredit getting out with social media and meeting other authors yes. because you have truly blessed my life. Like you, you have like enriched my life. You have too, Jen. Yeah. Like seriously, like I got goosebumps, but like, yeah. like seriously, like I am just so happy that I know you. I feel the same way. I really do. It's like, I feel like God put you in my life to give me that kick to get go, 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 you know, because if not, I'll just sit here to it. But you've been going, going, going with unveiling Jesus, making videos. And now look at what the Lord has us doing, making this podcast. Podcast. Impromptu, like I had no clue I was going to be on a video. You didn't know. I didn't either. Trust me. I had to make the bed up. We don't have to tell Eli, but I had to make the bed up. I had to like, oh, I got to get my place like right here. Ah. But, but I just, I love that about every day experiencing it and just going with the flow too. There was, a, there was no stress either. No, I really love talking to you. So like no stress. Like if we do things like from our heart, if we yes. write from our heart, yes. If we speak from our heart, and we have the Holy Spirit to guide us in all of these things in all of our day, it's like it's natural. And I, and I think that's why authentic sisterhoods and and women in Christ. I think that's a true testament of what the Holy Spirit can do. It yes. can cross any boundary. It can cross, you know, this computer screen. We've got a boundary right now, but I feel like we're sitting right together in the same room. <laughs> you know, because that's what the Holy Spirit allows us to do, to build and edify other believers up. And isn't that our job? Yeah. So I just want to thank you. Thank you. So, all right, tell everybody what's the next thing. You said you've got more books in the works. A series? Yes. This is so you're gonna do you're gonna do the same type of devotional, like a week-long devotional. What's your plans for your next? Um, so I just thought of keeping them short. The next one is gonna be unveiling Jesus the I am. So it's gonna be the I am statements of Jesus through the eyes of John, right? Oh, I love John pictures of him through different people, right? This is through the events of the passion. This book was, uh, you know, more for this Easter or Good Friday, right? The events of the passion than through the eyes of John, all the I am statements. And then my final one for this series is gonna be uh, Unveiling False Jesus. The uh, yeah. I'm ready for John. <laughs> Me too. I love John. I love him too, uh, yeah. I have to say, now, I want to know, do you already have everything written? Do you have just the images in your mind like you had for Unveiling Jesus? Like, what's your process for the I Am book? So, um, there's like these images that are coming, like, I feel them right here. And, and I, I still haven't gotten the words yet. They haven't made it there yet. But Which I how they're coming. Yeah, I know it's coming because I feel it. It's literally like giving birth to something. You know, you just feel, this is weird. You feel pregnant. Like, you feel like you're carrying something inside and that it's going to come out. So I'm waiting for that first, get past that first step where it makes it to my head. Right. <laughs> to write it down. But I do have, like, the chapter outlines. I have an idea of what, you know, yeah. So you've actually, so you've typed out the chapter outlines are you in your mind? Or have you written them out in a journal? What have you done? The outline, the outline, I don't mean a draft. Like, I mean, um, I just have the chapter headings. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. Like, uh -huh. I just have the content, uh, table of contents outlined. That yeah. awesome. That's how you plan. Yeah, it starts, I first start with, I need to be able to see the, from the beginning to the end, the, uh, how it's going to yeah, how it's going to go together. So. Okay, so then all of these fancy author people in the world, they'll say somebody's a gardener, somebody's an architect. You're the architect because you've got to have the plan. i got to have the plan. you got to have the plan. Do you have Paul's planned out too, or do you want to get through I am first? You know, with Paul's, I have absolutely no plan. And I have no idea if it's going to come out as a fiction story 
Um, or if it's going to come out as a reflection book, I don't know. But I keep seeing the title, Unveiling Christ Jesus. I, I see that. So I know I have to do it. I just right. don't know yet what it's going to look like. And that doesn't stress you out in the bit because you know it'll come. It'll come. And do you know what's funny, Jen? When one is done, the next one comes. It always does. Like, I don't have to worry about where it's going to come from. And so you put this one to rest. Yeah. I woke up the next, you know, the day I launched the book was April 10th. And I think it was the 12th or the 13th. I woke up and I knew what the the, uh, prologue would look like for John's, you know. Yeah. Do you think you drained it or do you think that when you just woke up, it, it was very clear in that morning? Yeah, it was weird. It was like, yeah, it was like very quiet and very clear. Like, like it's a part. And then I had my phone next to my bed. So I was uh, typing in the notes because, and then when I actually write it, it may not even be the same words. But it involves, yeah. But you had to capture it. Um, so now you have your date. Like, I think that's important because that's a part of your author's story. Yeah. Like knowing how your how that has worked and how the Holy Spirit just, you know, gives you these gifts. Like you keep, you know, you keep getting these gifts of words. Thank you. John. I'm happy because I get to receive them and I get to read them. Hey, you're the one to talk. Your poetry just makes me go crazy. Oh, dear. Where you get those words from, Jen, that they really resonate. They really well, thank you. I, I get, like, I the other day somebody put on Twitter, we were talking back and forth because I started making the images mm-hmm. and putting them on images, and that only happened recently because I did it as a classroom assignment. So you see how the teacher and me, I'm doing it with the kids, and I'm like, wait a minute, I actually like this. <laughs> I think I'm going to apply this to my author life. Like, why haven't I done this all the time? So like you said, you know, you go in stages. Yeah. It's something about me putting the image with it. And then it gives me a little bit more courage to put the poetry out there. Yeah. Instead of just putting it straight on the blog, like where I knew nobody in my family would read it or anything, you know, because they're not on my blogs. They've not subscribed. You know what I'm saying? They just, that, that's not what they do. Yeah. But now that I make the images, Mm-hmm. I'm free to put those up everywhere. I'm throwing them up all over the place. And I'm those like, wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank, thank, that's just me doing it like really fast, writing it down, no edits, no computer, just doing a note station on my phone and throwing them up there, going, get it out. Get, I need that outlet. We always have to have some type of writing outlet. Yeah. And so while I'm trying to, you know, to run this publicity plan that I've put in place for Sweet Potato Jones, I've got to still write. Yes. But I don't have the time for that extensive, I'm going to sit down and, you know, craft a new book. Hopefully this summer I'm going to be able to work on one that I've got stored away um, that keeps knocking, saying, come on, I'm ready. Why are you taking so long to settle yourself down? I'm like, school's almost over. Give me a break. Like, I'm homeschooling and teaching. Give me a break. It'll come. But um, but how does your writing day look like when you were writing? Do you sit down for long extended periods of time because you have a family, too? So, like, how are you balancing everything? That's definitely very challenging, um, Jen, because when it comes, it is so intense that I if I don't capture it like right then, I'm afraid I'm just going to lose it. So I am guilty of having had days where I was sat for like five or six hours. And I have to, my, my husband and children were, have been so sweet. When they see that door is closed, they haven't, they know what I'm doing. And so you so have I, your office space. You have yeah. your office. Yeah, because I have set it up for my nutrition consulting. So this is where I sit and write also. Um, so I have been guilty of that. I do feel bad when I'm done. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to do this and this and this for the family, you know. But um but also, there are times when I, because if you lose balance, like if, you, if I'm writing too much and I'm not spending enough time doing for my family, you know, then I lose the balance within and then I start getting restless. Right. It's not good either, you know. So then I will actually pull away. Pull away for a while and make sure everything else is balanced and then come back to it. Right. 
But yeah. I think I think that that's a struggle that writers face. Yeah. When do I have the time? How do I manage? And then if I get the time, am I using it wisely? Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it's been a challenge, but I'm learning. And I think the more we write, the more it's, um, it's easier with time, right? And it's very frustrating because the most creative times are in the shower, while I'm driving, while I'm cooking. I can't write, you know? Right. So that's when 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 you're talking with other people about your book is it easy for you to talk about it or is it very difficult for you to express that you're an author like do you go around doing that do you carry around the book in your purse i mean you know what jen you're the only one that i i i, I am so happy like when i talk to you and i connect with you that's the only time the author side of me comes out you know, everywhere else I go, I talk, people give me this 30 second elevator pitch, talk about yourself, talk about your business. I'm always talking about my nutrition stuff. Like wow. I cannot even bring those words to my, you know, out of me that I'm an author. I just can't even form them. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be praying for, for you. Thank you. For you to be able to say, I'm an author. And so you start the conversation with that author identity yes and then go and then if the person receives that word author and they're interested they'll say oh tell me more about your book because right. right. listen do you know why i'm challenging you with that because guess who else needs to improve in that area uh -huh. yeah so we're gonna hold each other accountable yeah. i think we need to yes I said the other day on the podcast, we need to get one of those shirts that says, I'm an author. Be careful. You might be my next character. Like, have you seen those funny ones? And that way you don't have to say anything. You can just walk around with a t-shirt. We need to design one for ours. <laughs> Let's think of one. I want to make a t-shirt anyway. Um, I do want to have a t-shirt. I had a speaker at the school and he had t-shirts and he was throwing them out. He was the kids were following him on the site. He got so much excitement out of t-shirts with teenagers. I'm like, I'm about to go on a book tour. I need some goodies like that. I need some t-shirts, some hoodies. So yeah, I've been praying over a t-shirt line anyway. Let's make one with some kind of author saying on it. Awesome, Jen. <laughs> that would be. I've been praying for that for a while. I actually did a podcast about just the t-shirts. Um, so yeah, you never know. Let's, let's get us one. Cause I, I have a very difficult time and I felt like you did too. Yeah, I do. I really do. I, that's a part of me that if I didn't put my books out there in Facebook and other places, people may not even know, you know? And so that's why you need to put your presence out there more. Yeah. Because you are a wonderful writer. Oh, thank you. Jean. You are an author. And so holding that identity strong. Yeah. Like you're a representative of Christ out there, you know, you're presenting his words. And so you've got to embrace it. And I'm talking to myself too. I've got to embrace it too. So I, I think it's time that we make that turn together. If we can sit here and do this uh, podcast, oh my God. we can do it. We can do it, right? We yep. can do it. And you know, I'll be encouraging you along the way. You already have. Oh my so, goodness. You know I will. So any last words of wisdom from Pooja before we sign off today? You got any last words? Um, the one thing that is on my heart that I really want to share with anybody that's uh, planning to write, or even if you're not planning to write, you know, you have a story inside, right? And don't let anything stop you. Like, the journey, you know, don't be intimidated by all the things that it takes to make a book. Once you start the process, the help will appear and you will find the right people and the right, you know, connections and everything. So don't let, if you want to write, write, you know, do it. Don't let anything stop you up here. I mean, I really can't emphasize that enough because I let things stop me for like two or three years and finally started rolling last year. And so now I'm going. <laughs> right. Well, I'm so glad you're going and you're going to continue to go because you've got all those 10 ISBN numbers and I'm going to make yeah. it. <laughs> Use them all. 
All right. So guys, I want to thank you for joining us on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast today and go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. All right. Love you, Pooja. Love you. Love you. Thank you. Bye. If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30-day everyday mom challenge, my 30-day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, so that way you can grab one. You can gift them with a friend. You can share them out on your sites. And people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.